Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, now being joined by Jim Duquette, MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM, baseball analyst and uh, on SNY locally in New York, former executive with both the Mets and the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Hey, Jim, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. How you doing, bud? Jim, what's up, man? How are you guys? We're doing well. We're doing well. We're ready for the second half of the year, Jim. Yes. Um, you know, it, it was a good, uh, you know, good couple days out there, you know, <laughs> for baseball out in Cleveland, Ohio. However, you know, the one criticism I would have uh, of the commissioner, Manfred, would mm. be this, would be the, the fact of, you know, the, the home run rate and defending the baseballs to an extent. I right. mean, he's had, you know, the home run rate's gone up now for two years, uh, and they've had a couple years now to figure it out and kind of throwing the hands up and being like, well, we're still trying to figure it out as you're going to have 54 guys that are on pace to hit 30 or more home runs this year. I mean, it's an astronomical rate this season. It is. And, you know, listen, I, he, he was uh, a little bit on the defensive. I, I think, um, you know, I, I like most of what the commissioner has done and and you know i think in this one it got a little ahead of him i think you know they tried to address it a little bit last year but it seemed like they were more uh, reactive on this particular issue once they got the all-star game and verlander comes out and you know says it's a joke and you know threw in an expletive on top of that which gets everyone's attention and then you know i mean he's the best pitcher in the sport so so i think that you know a little bit on that side of it um you know they they're being uh a little bit reactive, but you know, I, I have confidence. Uh, first off, I believe that they're, they weren't intending to do this. None of the owners who he works for want this type of brand of baseball. At least what I'm, from what I can tell, I didn't talk to all 30 of them, but I do have a feel from the general managers that they don't want it, and you know, consequently, the owners don't either. So it's like, okay, it's you know, it's the old proverbial genies out of the bottle. How do you, how do you? bring it back and it, I, that part I think I'm I'm as fascinated on like all right when you're evaluating these guys and you just mentioned it moves how many guys are going to be 30 plus home run guys this year well are we going to go back to you know five years ago when we had like one guy hit 40 home runs in you know in, in very few hitting 30 like where is the balance what how how do you how do you respond or how do you react to it there's clearly clearly there's an issue but then it's like all right how do you address it Right. No, Jim, well said, man. And let me ask you, what are you making a whole conversation about juiced, juiced baseballs and stuff like that? What's your stance on that and, and your thoughts and opinions? Uh, well, I, listen, I don't think that Major League Baseball did it on purpose. I think it's, it's uh, per, personally, they might have made, you know, they talked about making a, an adjustment to it, um, lowering the seams, or, or they, you know, they've, the, the latest study I saw, they took the pill, uh, the right. center core of it, and they centered it up more. Um, and, you know, sometimes when you make adjustments, there's that um, unintended consequence, right, where you're like, oh, man, I, it went too far. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think that, yeah. this issue of the way the ball feels, though, like, you know, we've heard a couple Mets pitchers say it, Syndergaard and Wheeler in particular. It's not really a new, it's not really a new issue. Like, they, they've, 
four, I think it was three years ago in the postseason, Verlander, uh, the pitching coach, Brent Strom, we were sitting there in a postseason game, and they, were, they, they basically grabbed the in-season ball, postseason ball, put them next to each other. I was with them. I was there with Mike Stanton, the former Yankee pitcher, and we kind of felt the same. It was a, it was a different it was a different feel like a like a sheen on the ball and mm. it, was a little, it was slicker you know so I feel like that was the start of this I don't I don't know for sure but that's when I first remember going wow all right there's a different feel. And, and listen there are times when the the pitchers complain about the balls a lot but that was the one that kind of stood out to me wow um all right Jim July 31st one singular trade deadline here for baseball you're you know you you yep. you know former GM Mets and and Baltimore Orioles how does that change the the trading landscape here you know what I I think that under normal years it would you you'd see a lot more aggressiveness and you're going to see a lot of aggressiveness don't get me wrong you're going to see plenty of teams go all right well I can't I can't fall back uh, and wait till August. I don't have that ability uh, any longer. I had one general manager, Jerry Depoto, with Seattle, suggest that you'll see a lot more trades in in a team. It'll go get an extra player or two because you know it does impact your depth on your roster if you can't make a deal in August. And and they would they would bring in a guy at the expense of maybe a young guy that was producing to option that that young player to the minor leagues. Uh, and, and that way you'd be able to bring him back up in 30 days. You kind of bite the bullet. So, so I'm kind of curious on that front. I don't I usually, you know, well, I'd say almost always, the, the trade deadline's about supply and demand. And the supply is a lot, at least right now, a lot smaller than we're used to having. There's so many different teams, 20 different teams. And, you know, you heard that from Manfred. But legit, like I, if I'm a GM and I'm sitting there five games out or four games out, I can't pull the plug on my team. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, wait a couple more weeks and see if, you know, I go on a little bit of a streak or if I go on a losing streak, and then then that decision is a little bit clearer. So I think that's gonna muddy up the trade market a little bit. Hey Jim, uh, let me ask you. I, you know, I'm a Met fan here, unfortunately, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I feel your pain. I hear you. So you know, uh, you know, in that organization very well. So let's yep. say hypothetically, boom, you're the GM. What do you do right now with Noah, with Syndergaard? Like, what, what, how would you handle that, the whole situation with him? So I, personally, uh, I think Noah has to get himself back on track and pitching the way he's capable. I think you can you can dangle him and 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 make him available to, to trade, which I think would be the prudent thing to do, and they, and they probably will do that. But at the end of the day, if you're an opposing GM, you're trying to buy low on Noah Syndergaard, and you're not going to offer full freight, full price, which is what the Mets need to be able to, to, to move a guy like Syndergaard. So I, I think that you know, the intention might be to, to move him. Uh, and certainly they're gonna, you're going to hear his name mentioned a lot, but at the end of the day, you know, when he starts pitching better, which I believe he will. Um, yeah, me too. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to probably end up being like after the deadline uh, that that's going to happen. And so, therefore, you know, it might be a, a winter trade. If they decide they want to trade him, uh, you know, which, again, is a hard thing to do. But, you know, I think it might be something that we'd look at more this winter. You know, Jim, um, competitive balance here. Garrett Cole was critical of it. You know, now a member of the Astros, we know they tore it down basically yep. to the studs before yep. they rebuilt it, and they were god-awful. We're in a lot to what, you know, the Orioles are really bad. The Tigers are really bad. The yeah. Royals are really bad. Um, what about competitive balance here, the differentiation between the haves and the have-nots? I mean, Taz and I, you know, we kicked off the program, and – 
you know, we basically three three teams. I mean, right now, if you're yep. a betting man, it's Dodgers, Astros, or Yankees. One of those three teams is probably going to win the World Series this year. Is that good for baseball? Yeah, I don't. I don't like the haves and have-nots. I, I know. I know the commissioner felt better about you know postseason odds and postseason chances for for a lot of guys, a lot of teams in the National League. And for me, it's it's it is true. The problem you're you're playing for the wild card. You're playing for the one game play in and. You're gonna have you're gonna have a couple of those teams that are that are you know only a couple games out, uh, you know selling selling a couple of their couple of their players rather than adding to it. So you know, because one they don't want to play for that one game play, and and secondly they don't feel like they can compete with those three super teams. So you know I think that does have ramifications. I I I have not been a fan of this you know tanking. I know they hate the word tanking, but it is it is what it is. Right, it's right. tanking. Uh, because it affects the brand, it, you know. The, when you go watch, I mean, does, do many people want to go out and watch an Orioles, you know, a Jays game right now? No, you know, no, no. Combine, why would you? Right. Combine like eight hundred games under five hundred. <laughs> and, and you know that team's trying to lose. You're a season. Right. You're a season. You're, that, but you know? you're a season ticket holder. You're a season ticket holder, and then you know these guys are, are trying to lose. That sucks. I'd be ticked. Yeah. I'd be ticked. Yeah. You know. And I think you know, listen. They that they've been impacted terribly, both both organizations on the on the ticket side. But you know, they they kind of going into this had already had already done it. And if you have a you know a couple teams that do it, then then I guess you know that's not that big of a deal. But we've had several teams. I mean, it's you know in the American League, there's at least what uh, five teams at least that are in that. And and you probably look at the Marlins and the, and the Giants, and so seven. Seven teams out of thirty are in that kind of tanking mode, and I, I don't, I don't like it from the competitive balance side. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm asking a question earlier about about with the Mets with Noah. I'm going to ask you now about the Yankees. Uh, you think they pull the trigger? Do you think the Yankees pull the trigger uh, for Bungard? I think they pull the trigger on somebody like that. If it's mm. not him, it's Stroman. Mm. Um, I, I don't think Trevor Bauer is going to be, be available. I know Max Scherzer is definitely not. So, you know, some of those like. They, they're going to make a, a you know a run at Zach Wheeler, although I'm skeptical that they would make a deal. They, those two franchises like that, but I think that's the that's the type of pitcher that they're going to go for. I mean, basically Brian Cashman, what was it two weeks ago? Uh, set you know set that expectation level, and we usually usually he's deferring um, and and kind of you know deflecting that that expectation so he, he i feel like he created that expectation and that's where uh that's where i expect them to to go so i i do think they're going to be uh you know making a deal for that type of pitcher and and jimmy if you had to pick one of the guys that we know that's available because the yankees have had a hard time finding that answer that yeah. october answer of those guys that are available i know price does come into play and what it's going to cost you yep. which guy do you think proves to be the october solution which guy would you be most comfortable with well if madison bumgarner is is pitching the way he was the last like three starts and he he said you know he said this about I think it was about a week and a half ago. Got my attention. He said, "Listen, I'm 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 healthy. If you tried to trade for me last year, I don't know if he said this, said, hey, if you tried to trade for me last year, but last year was, you know, he was still recovering from health issues. But this, this year, he says he's healthy. Uh, it's different. He feels different. The velocity is there. Uh, the breaking ball, the spin rate looks like it's there compared to you know a couple years ago. And then he said, I think it was against the Dodgers. He's like, I I, start, I was only pitching to one side of the plate. I need to make an adjustment." He did, and I think what, two of his last three starts were really good. So, having said all of that, that's the guy. Like yeah. for me, he, it's clear he's the guy. If it's not him, 
then I'd say Marcus Stroman because he, he can definitely, you know, he's a Long Island guy, as you guys know. So he, he could handle New York pretty easily, I, I believe. But I think one of those two guys would be – I'd pick Madison Bumgarner first and Stroman second. And, Jim, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, watching that All-Star game on Monday night, it was, fun, it was great to see baseball actually produce a video and a commercial promoting Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's only oh, I mean it's only taken eight years, Jim. I mean, I can know, they can I they know. promote it's, the best player in the world? It's, it's uh, they did it. I thought they did a nice job with the All Star game. They always you can always do better. Um, I think from the marketing side, they've they've done pretty well this year. Uh, you're right; it's been a little too slow and by side of uh, for my side of it, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, the Trout's the best best player. He, he you know part of this was he didn't really want to get out there, but he. I've noticed this. He's been great with us on uh, on, X, on Sirius XM when we do our shows. He comes over every he, like he now expects to do those you know high profile interviews now. Uh, where in the past it was kind of not you weren't quite sure. And so I think it's oh it's what maybe it was he was reluctant in the past, but he realizes where he is in the game now. Hey uh, Duke, we appreciate the time this morning. You got we it, really guys. do. Right. You got it. Thanks, Thanks Jim. Have a good Thursday. Bye. Bye. You got it, Jim Duquette. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 